0: Ideas, inspiration, innovation, this is The Game Changer. And now here's your host, Chickie Fitzgerald.
1: Good afternoon, this is Chickie Fitzgerald and we have a way to change your game in a new way today. Uh, using a tool that most of you have been familiar with for a very, very long time. Uh, Our guest today is Carol Kemmerer, and Carol's, (laughs) I guess I said it right because she's given me a thumbs up for those of you looking at the video version of this. Uh, The book that we're going to be talking about is called LinkedIn for the Savvy Executive, Promote Your Brand with Authenticity Tact and Power. Oh, Carol, I love that title. Thank you. Welcome.
0: It's so nice to be with you, Chicky. Thank you.
1: Well, and I understand you're coming to us uh, from the other Bay Area. Uh, I live in Tampa Bay, and uh, we call ourselves the Bay Area. And you're visiting a uh, family out in San Francisco. So uh, I, I am grateful for you to get up a little bit earlier today, perhaps than normal, to join us. Carol, before we dive into the book, our listeners love hearing your book. Backstory, and and this isn't the resume. This is the what wouldn't they see if they read your LinkedIn profile? Uh,
0: yes. Well, I think that they actually would see a lot of my backstory because the way that I write a LinkedIn profile really tells a lot about the person. And so my backstory is that I am a marketing communications person by training, and um, I have. Functioned in that area for a very long time. For 20 years before I became a LinkedIn and personal branding consultant, I worked as a consultant to a Fortune 500 company doing marketing communications, introducing first of kind therapies all over the world. And it was so exciting. I loved it. Um, they would always call me in to tell the backstory of a brand new therapy because I could write from the blank page instead of writing on top of someone else's writing. And I was able to tell the story to patients, to physicians and to third-party payers and to pivot the way that I talked um, about the product and its... um, place in the treatment continuum, for instance. Um, I love that, but my job ended abruptly and without my even knowing. Oh, what wow. happened was all of a sudden no one was calling and it the end of the fiscal year had come and gone and I was expecting the renaissance of the calls and no one was calling. So I began to call my clients and I picked up the phone and um, one client after the other, I was getting this message. So-and-so is no longer with the company. And all of my clients, each one, that was the message I was getting. So I had to call someone that I knew higher up in the company. And they said, oh, didn't anyone tell you? (laughs) my stomach dropped you know that that horrible feeling and what had happened was that the company was experiencing along with the industry at that time a real economic downturn in 2010 and then again in 2011 and the they did what many companies do and that is they outsourced whole departments and marketing communications was one of them my clients were not supposed to talk about this. And so they didn't. And so it was a surprise that all of a sudden, 20 years of networking within that company and no one told me. So I had to rebuild a network. My network was all inside that company. And I had no network outside the company. I needed, in order to find my next position, I needed a big fix. And I decided that my big fix was going to have to come from LinkedIn. And I had a profile. I thought it was great. But I began to really, really study it. And while I was studying it, I thought, this is so fascinating. When I do X, Y happens. I can see the algorithm working, so to speak, in terms of responding to the new things that I'm doing on my profile. So I began to work with um, my former clients just, you know, saying, oh my gosh, I found this neat thing about LinkedIn and, you know, you'll need that because this is important for finding your next job. It wasn't very long before they began to send me their clients. And then I realized, oh, this was my next chapter. Mm. So it was very unintentional, but I come to LinkedIn with a deep love of storytelling and a deep love of wordsmithing and a deep love of sharing the power of words as opposed to some other people come from a sales perspective or whatever. So when I work with my clients who are all um, C suite executives and senior level um, executives, I work their LinkedIn about section to a fairly well because I want to tell their story. And so that's part of my story is that I tell business stories and I tell them effectively. Right. And it helps people to be found authentically. And um, it's, it's a joy to bring my branding brilliance to people instead of products.
1: Well, how exciting so. is that? And, you know, I want to tell our listeners something about you. And I, I have to admit, you and I don't know each other very well, but uh, there is something about you that absolutely speaks volumes. Now that I understand your story, you and I met through a dear friend of mine, Chris Colt, who, who teaches a LinkedIn course. And uh, he now is doing it every month. And uh, for a while, he was doing it every couple of weeks. And uh, even though I had been on LinkedIn since 2004 that I can remember, right, I was a, mm-hmm. an early, early adopter of social media. And I definitely understood the value of LinkedIn. Uh, But it wasn't until I started working with Chris and I have actually sat in on probably 10 of his trainings and I actually helped him with his materials for it. Uh, because every single time, because he's a practitioner, right? He shares something new every time. So it's like, well, I don't want to miss that. So, uh, but you know, it's interesting to me that that's where we met and that someone who is an expert like you, who has actually literally written the book on LinkedIn, that you actually are still teachable, coachable, and want to learn and don't see that as, oh, well, Chris is a a competitor and i think that just speaks volumes about you and thank you for that humility that is willing to sit at the feet of someone else and to continue oh, to add to what you're learning so i do want to jump into the book but i if there's anything you want to say about that you know please do
0: oh you know i i love to hear other people present because everyone has a different perspective and there are you know, LinkedIn is so onion-like with all of its layers and depending on how you approach it, um, there are just such interesting nuances. And I think that there is a lot of room for extra voices to come to us um, about things that we could do that could improve our LinkedIn presence. And since this is our best business tool, Why not take advantage? So, awesome.
1: Well, I love that. So let's dive right in. Um, Before we get into the meat of the book, so why this book? Why now? Uh, Writing a book is not for the faint of heart. Selling a book is definitely not for the faint of heart. Um, and, And who were you really thinking of? Is it the job seeker or is it the company on a B2B basis or is it B2C? Kinds of companies sell or individuals or companies selling products or services. Who is the book for?
0: Okay. So, why the book at all? That's the first question I'm going to talk about. And why the book at all? I I wrote my first book, um, LinkedIn for the Savvy Executive, in 2016. And the reason was that I realized that as a LinkedIn coach, I could only help people one at a time. So I wanted to expand my voice because LinkedIn is so important to everyone. It is a really important business tool. And I saw so many people in 2008 um, when the economic downturn was the first one, (laughs) Um, they were 55 plus, And when they lost their job, nine months later, they concluded they were retired. Can you imagine that retired at 55 with children still in college and maybe not even in college yet, but coming right up. And these executives, these really high level people were saying, uh, you know, no traction. no place in the market for me, I'm done. Oh, that, that was so distressing to me. And so when I wrote my first book, my concept was make sure that people understand how the job market works these days and that they really, really, really need a very important, a very effective LinkedIn profile. And that is the crux of today's job search is we must have a digital presence. So that's why the book at all. I began at that same time um, speaking. I joined the National Speakers Association. Um, it's been a joy to have not just individual um people coming to me one on one for my consultation but also to speak and to have my voice through this book be available.
1: Let's pause for a commercial break.
0: You've been listening to The Game Changer sponsored by Traveling to Give. For more information about our smart event tools that give back with each trip, visit travelingtogive.com. Now, just yesterday my, um, my new book, LinkedIn for the Savvy Executive, second edition, was, was placed on Amazon. And I'm so excited about that because um, it is every bit as good as the first book, but here are the changes. Uh, one is that um, between 2016 and now, every single thing, um, function, setting, et cetera, on LinkedIn has changed its name and some of them have changed their functionality. Um, LinkedIn is ever evolving. And so at least this book catches us up to the present moment. How, right. how are we referring to these settings and what do they do? Um, why now? That's That's part of that. The second thing that I didn't address in my first book was What do we need to know if we are in job search? If we are either, um, let's see, the last book addressed if you were in a confidential job search. And this one, of course, does too. But um, the chapter that was added was very specific to what do people who are currently in job transition need to do with their LinkedIn profile. That's a little bit different than if you were using your LinkedIn profile just um, to attract your natural customers, right. um, that kind of thing. And the other little part of that is that I specifically have a section for people who are 50 plus because age discrimination is alive and well in the world of work and we need to arm ourselves to deal with that and so there is um a section in that new chapter about 50 over 50. um let's see and you asked me also who is the book for right so the book was written very intentionally to appeal to c-suite professionals and senior level leaders but Because those people like things at such high level and they like a lot of white space and they like call outs and bullets and, you know, boxed text so that they can get right to the point, you know, what is it I need to know (laughs) the book actually appeals to people beginning in college all the way through their graduate program. Everyone finds it very easy to read and understand because that was my hallmark always as a marketing communications person, taking complex things and making them simple to understand. So my book deals with strategy and this next, this um, new book, the second edition, also has specific action steps which is just golden at the end of each chapter you know you've read all about it and then here are your to-dos what do you need to accomplish before you get to the next chapter the other thing that i put in at the end um, and i make um, reference to it in the beginning is a behavioral checklist So you can use this behavioral checklist in two ways. You can either either look at it um, as yes, 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 I did all of those things. And they are by chapter. Or, you know, after you read the book that you can do that. Or if you want to, you can go right to that section and see what you can't answer yes to now and it will identify which which chapters you really need to start with love where is it that you have a hole of lack of understanding and um so it's it's um golden and that section is much enhanced because of the new material that i put in there oh i thought i turned this off (laughs) don't worry oh no that's I'm okay sorry.
1: i i can edit this out carol don't worry but
0: because i um when it starts ringing on my computer i have no way to figure out how to turn that off i don't know where it is
1: <laughs> uh are you on a mac yes uh it's it's in settings i'll i'll uh, i'll send you a little yeah. note about it because that happens <laughs> to me too.
0: well they'll give up soon <laughs> yes okay oh goodness mm.
1: Anyway, don't worry. uh, Easy to edit out. Okay, so we're going to jump uh, right into the book's content now. Okay, thanks, Carol. That was such a great overview. And again, I am a sucker for a book uh, that uh, actually that not only the words are clear, but that I can tell right from the cover, and definitely from the table of contents. what you're gonna be delivering and your book absolutely delivers on that. And I I just, again, love the clarity and simplicity of how you present it. And it's, I'm glad you brought that up about the savvy executive because they do have a, a much different capacity for information and and really like to have things uh, on the fast track. And it's funny because in the community that I run called the Game Changer Network, the question I posted today to everyone, which is where are you on that that continuum of, do you want everything fast-tracked? Because that's how I operate, right? Give me the summary. <laughs> or do, do you want to go into all of the detail? And the beautiful thing about this is this radio show, right? This podcast, you're right. going to be able to present to the savvy executive who really doesn't have time to sit down and and get into the nitty gritty. They're the do it for me kind of person rather than do it for right. themselves. Uh, but let's just jump right in. Some of the really, uh, we're not going to have time to go through everything, but I I want to go to the things that jump out at me and people are going to laugh at this particular one okay so how many times have you looked at someone's linkedin profile and then you hop on a zoom call with them and you think oh my god is that the same person because the picture is 10 years old so talk to us about the importance of the linkedin portrait
0: oh my goodness there is no section with greater impact to people now, the bots don't care at all what your picture looks like, but people care a whole, whole lot. And one of the biggest mistakes that I see people making is um, putting just any old picture in there of themselves, usually. Um, but a picture, for instance, taken at a wedding with the wife's the spouse cropped out. on the shoulder and and, and cropped out you know or the picture taken at the beach with the sunglasses on oh my goodness you know one of the things that is so salient to me is that we remember people by their linkedin picture sometimes we will never meet that person in person but we know them from what they look like on their picture And if what they look like on their picture is not worth anything, that is the global impression of that person. And it's the impression that is repeated over and over and over again. Because we see people's pictures as a representation of themselves every time they like something, or every time they comment. And every time they send a message, every time they post, the picture is like those those um, those wonderful bus seat advertisements where, you know, the picture is <laughs> yes. there, the bus <laughs> bin, you know, you're waiting and you drive by and you see the realtor's picture, um, you know, so-and-so sells houses and that's emblazoned in your head all the time. And you think that person looks like that every time. Now, if the person doesn't look anything like that, it really doesn't serve them well. Um, so I, I agree. The picture is just essential.
1: I love that. And, and, you know, again, it is, it is just so funny to me, uh, about the time-lapse deal that I mentioned because, uh, and actually it's so funny because the photo shoot that I did, and you talk about the details of things like finding the right photographer. Uh, But on my particular photo shoot, it actually is relatively old. Uh, It it is uh, like six years old, but... Um, because I had a, a bit of a health crisis this summer, I just lost 40 pounds. Right. So all of a sudden Whoa. I actually look like it like that again. So I was going to have a new photo shoot done. It's like, no, I'm going to other than my my uh, the particular color of my hair at the time. Um, you know, it, it really is perfect. So uh, again, I, I think the, the real key for me is if people are going to look at your LinkedIn photo and then either meet you in person or see you on a Zoom call, would they recognize you enough to walk up to you, right? Okay, let's move right. on to, and you talked about how LinkedIn is just always changing and they're changing settings. And uh, a few years ago, Microsoft bought them and I keep hoping that they'll integrate Outlook and and their CRM platform so that it all works together. They haven't done that yet, but (laughs) there are a bunch of settings and there are choices. Like uh, I was on a call yesterday uh, and somebody was saying, well, do I need to have a premium account or do I need sales navigator? So talk to us a little about Uh, you, you call this what you can't see can hurt you, right? The setting. So talk to us about the importance of that. And again, we don't need to go into the level of detail of, of what to set, but, but help us understand the importance of really understanding at that level, how things operate.
0: Yes. Well, one of the things that I talk about with people that I'm consulting with is, um, some of those back-end settings that, that can really be problematic. So, um, I, I was presented with a, an invitation with a blank hole where the picture should be, you know? Okay. So my personal rule is I do not connect with people without pictures. I don't either. That is really a bad practice. You don't know who, you know, if it's real. But the other rule that I have is that I always connect with high level people. This person was a high level person with a blank space where their picture should be. And it was um, it was particularly strange because they had a great banner, and um, their banner even had their picture in the banner along with some other people. Of course, you couldn't tell which one was the person, <laughs> but you know there were identifiable people in the banner. and And I thought, you know, there's something wrong here. So um, I went ahead and um, wrote a note. And I said, I have a problem. I don't connect with people without pictures and your picture isn't there. I'm guessing since you have a banner that you have a setting problem. Let's <laughs> connect and talk about that. And that, indeed what it was. This person had been um, a, an early adopter and um, you know, really long ago, we didn't really want to share our pictures with people because it was part of our identity. And it seemed like um, people could steal our identity better if they knew exactly what we looked like. And, you know, so for whatever reason, this person, I realized had had one of the settings wrong. And his picture didn't show up because the moment I connected, there was his picture. So it was a specific setting problem. And, um, we were able to get that solved for him so that no one else has that problem with him. Uh, good. So, yeah. The other thing that I say to people is, do you really want to advertise your competition on your profile? And people go, why would I do that? I said, well, I don't know, but you are doing that. Do you know that? (laughs) And they're going, Oh, so, we deal with the setting that's called viewers of this profile also viewed, and we turn it off. And then, those people that are appearing on the right hand of, uh, side of your profile under viewers of this profile also viewed go away. It's a feature.
1: But right. the problem
0: is, it's a feature that functions well for people who are um, recruiters. But it does not function well for people who would like to be found for an opportunity.
1: Totally, totally, uh, so so important, but that people don't realize that, and that that was one of the things I learned on Chris's uh, very first training session. So let's talk about, and and you already alluded to it, uh, things like your headline. And it is so common for people just to say what their title is there. And that's really not what people are trying to figure out. So you've got a whole section on, you know, all of the different sections. And again, we cannot do this justice in five minutes, which is about the amount of time we've got left. But what would be if you had to pick out one thing, Carol, that you would tell people, well, first of all, they they obviously need to read your book because it's got all of this depth and, and we can't do it justice, but what would be the one thing that they should go and do today other than up, upgrade their picture?
0: Okay. Yes. I think the profile would be really, really good to, to tackle. So the first thing you need to know is we have 220 characters to tell our story. And that that is the amount of text that can fit in the headline and the the other thing to to, for people to know is that although linkedin auto fills their headline with their current position you can change it yes and so um if you're just fine with your title and your your company you can leave it there but put a colon after it and then tell us something more tell us the results or tell us who you serve, or tell us how you serve. So the building blocks that I use for creating a powerful profile are um, very simple. They are um, number one, what are the three things you want to be known for? Number two, what are your differentiators? And number three, what are your keywords? So If you plugged in any of those things into your headline, it would be more impactful and provide more descriptive material for both the bots and for the people than what your current title is by itself.
1: Got it, got it.
0: Yeah. If there's one more thing I could say about that is Please, please, please do not list more than three things after your job title because three is memorable. More than three makes you look unfocused and no one likes to do business with people that looked unfocused.
1: (laughs) So, so true. So uh, just moving on, you did talk about how this version of the book addresses some things that are very, very specific about uh, a confidential job search, about people in transition. And really, I I think in in your own introduction, Carol, you talked about getting stuck because when you had had that one client, and that was your world, and this is also true of people who have either been with one company forever, or they've been in one industry forever. Uh, Back in the last financial crisis, and I I live in Tampa, Florida, where the real estate business and uh, tourism and you know, there are a couple of dominant industries here. And I had a really good friend in the real estate business and I've never worked in that world, but, uh, there were so many real estate people out of work. And so we tried to help them use all of the skills that they had to transition into another, uh, industry. And I also see this as I look, uh, for people, um, you know, to work on my own team. Um, uh, or if I want to go into a, a new uh, market with my own product, it's like, oh, I don't know anybody in that in that yeah. arena. <laughs> so uh, you do have the chapter about building your network and then cultivating your connections with class, which we could probably have an entire call just about that. But what I would like to do is, is uh, again, I want people to know that that's there because I definitely want them to buy your book because it's absolutely worth the read, but let's talk about a couple of other just practical things. So what about things like recommendations and endorsements? Are you one of those people who says, if you want an endorsement, uh, you know, ask someone for one, or are you the do it for someone and and, uh, likely they'll reciprocate? What what do you uh, espouse?
0: Okay. So for endorsements, I really like to just have it be kind of organic. I teach that endorsements can be one of the touches that we make when we are nurturing our ideal clients, our ideal prospects people that we want to get to know better and in this COVID time when we are all separate every little touch is significant so one of the things that I teach is that we should be generous in thinking of others and just endorse three skills at a time the reason that I um would really urge people not to address more than three skills at a time is that it is more genuine that you are really thinking about what is it that this person does that I know about that I could really endorse, but then also because it is a strategy for saying hello without much effort, um, you want to have that strategy available to use over and over and over again. If you endorse just three, then you have um, a whole bunch more that you can endorse another time when you need to say hello, um, but you don't have time to pick up the phone or whatever. So um, I, I love to do that. It is true that when you have put on a new skill and you um find that it should be in the top three skills because now LinkedIn's top three skills are really, really important. And we are allowed to pin the top three to the top of the list. So if you put a brand new skill there, not that it's a new skill to you, but it's new on your inventory. Sometimes we need to be humble and say, hey friend, I just put this skill that describes what I do on my profile. And and so I have no endorsements. Would you kindly endorse this skill? Right. One of the things that I really recoil with is someone who connects with me, endorses my 50 skills, sends me a, a note saying, I just endorsed your 50 skills. Will you endorse my 50 skills? I'm going... Sorry. (laughs) I, you know, I always respond that I will uh, faithfully look at their LinkedIn profile and I will endorse three skills that I can see are very obvious from their, from their text. Right. So you know, that, that idea of let's all endorse all 50 skills and let's do that for each other and we'll have a big party.
1: (laughs) So I have uh, one last specific question before we bring it all together. uh, And we've got maybe five minutes left. Um, So I'd like you to talk a little bit about the frequency, because I mean, this is, this is everybody's question, because it does take time. And, and unless you're really uh, purposeful about it, it's hard to see results. And, and you can't be random about it. I do, do know that. So why don't you share a little bit about engagement and frequency and how that fits together, and then we'll bring it all together at the end.
0: Okay. So I think that most people miss that LinkedIn is a relationship tool. It really is a relationship tool. And if there's someone in your network that you really want to spend some time with, you you want them to blossom and become your best customer or, you know, you want to show that you are a friend there needs to be some deliberate effort put into finding their material and essentially training LinkedIn's algorithm that that is a person whose stuff you want to see in your notifications. So that algorithm training, um, the AI training of, you know who are, who are your friends? Who do you wanna follow? Um, you may have to start by looking at their activity section in their um, profile. So how often do we do this? I'm sorry, but I think daily is the answer because you you want to be up with things. But I do teach that um, you need to set a timer so you don't um, escape down the rabbit hole and never return. You know, it can be very involving, um, but the deliberate things that we need to do, we need to daily check our notifications because LinkedIn is sending us notices of people that their algorithm says we we should be paying attention to. Um, Sending someone a like and a comment is important because it is a relationship building thing. And when we send a comment, We should do it in a way that it reflects well on us, as well as the person that we are trying to um, cultivate. And um, tagging is a huge, huge uh, tool that we use to make sure that the person sees that we have commented. So how often, you know, 15 minutes maybe every day. Always come to LinkedIn with, the mindset that you are trying to share your love with some specific people and you're trying to get some wisdom from some specific people. And those people may be the same or they may not.
1: Got it. So Carol, bringing all of this together, uh, you have given us a lot of really practical tips and the book takes it down you know, just to much greater depth about forming a a savvy executive LinkedIn profile and and also uh, really hanging around with people who also care about that because you will learn from one another. Uh, And and so I'm just so grateful to know you. Uh, If someone wants to get in touch with you, they want help. They they want to know how to follow you. Where's the one place they should go?
0: Oh, to my LinkedIn profile. Um, you know what? So I, I didn't want
1: to lead you, but I had a feeling that was going to be the case. <laughs> so why, so don't, uh, um, why don't you tell them how to get there since your name is a little bit unusual?
0: It is. So, um, you know, the beginning part, No, just go to LinkedIn and type in Carol K-A-E. And then the rest of it is M-M-E-R-E-R. Hopefully I'll come up soon so you don't have to get all of it right. But K-A-E-M-M-E-R-E-R is how you find me. And um, yes, there are a lot of ways to find me once you figure out how to spell my name. (laughs) But but my LinkedIn profile is, is a great place to start.
1: Well, and and I have a lot of fun because again, you know, Chickie is such an unusual name and and I loved it that when I got married I didn't have to hyphenate because there weren't going to be a lot of Chickies so I could uh, go directly from my maiden name to my married name. Uh, but uh, you're going to learn some very, very interesting things in, in watching Carol and looking at her profile. Uh, you might also want to take a look at mine. Uh, mine is just Chickie Fitzgerald, uh, and it's Chickie with just an E at the end, C-H-I-C-K-E, and Fitzgerald, like John Fitzgerald Kennedy. Uh, anyway, we are just so grateful that you spent time with us today, and I, I will tell you that if you want to up your game this is the place to start. So the book that we've been talking about is LinkedIn for the savvy executive, promote your brand with authenticity, tact and power. And make sure when you're ordering it on Amazon, order the one that has a red banner in the upper right-hand corner that says second edition, because this is the one that has all the updated uh, information. And again, we have been talking to Carol uh, Kemmerer And Carol, uh, is absolutely, uh, I will say just so available. Like if you reach out to her on a LinkedIn message, you're going to hear back from her. Uh, She is, she lives what this says. She is authentic. She is tactful. And I got to tell you, she's powerful. So don't miss it. Thank you very much for joining us on the Game Changer and go out and change your game today by updating your LinkedIn profile. Carol, thank you so much for your time. Enjoy the rest of your visit there in San Francisco.
0: Thank you so much. It was a pleasure, Chickie. Great. Thanks so much. You've been listening to The Game Changer. Ideas. Inspiration. Innovation. With Chickie Fitzgerald. Like what you just heard, visit C sweetradio.com. C Suite Radio, turning the volume up on business.